Here's uh, the opening sentence to an article that I read the other day that just stopped me cold in my tracks because I agree with almost everything he said. Quote, ever since the federal government officially lifted its ban on single-game sports betting in 2021, enabling provinces to legalize it in their own jurisdictions, watching sports on TV has felt like being in a casino. It's not just the wall-to-wall ads. It's also the sense that the entire sports media complex has become an enabler. That's the opening sentence to a great article in the Globe and Mail just a couple of days ago written by our next guest. Gambling is strangling the beauty of sports, authored by Bruce Kidd. Bruce is a two-time member of the Canadian Olympic Hall of Fame, both as an athlete and as a builder. Bruce is a runner and a permanent member of the Canadian Olympic Committee and a good friend of this show. Bruce, good morning and welcome back. We haven't spoken since the last Olympics. Well, that wasn't so long ago, Sterling. It's nice to be back. It's nice to hear your voice. Uh, and thank you for your support. Uh, it's a huge concern, and I hope that uh, since my sense is that it's shared by, by many others, uh, we can find a way to stop these ads and the grooming of, uh, of, of young people in particular uh, to bet on sports. Well, you, you must admit, though, uh, it is enormously popular. Now, we get ads here in B.C. for, for all of those uh, gambling platforms that are available, and they do say so in the small print at the bottom of the, of the screen, but they're available in Ontario only. But the ones that are, are most annoying to you and many others who are not real fans of this is, is the use of people like... Connor McDavid and Wayne Gretzky and all sorts of other really top-line athletes who frankly don't need the money, who are fronting for MGM and other sports betting platforms. I really worry about that. Uh, I'm offended that they're using the acclaim that they have received, the affection that so many of us have for them to... uh, to, to advertise uh, MGM and other sports betting companies, I think they're uh, they, they've uh, they really abused uh, the acclaim that we've given them. And what I I most worry about is that um, there is no there is no distance between the sports industry now and the the gambling industry. That's why I've started to call professional sports casino sports. It the, the leagues are now partners. The teams, the franchises are now partners. The athletes who are playing on the ice are actually endorsing betting. How, if you are a better or if you're concerned about the fair outcome of sport, how can you have any confidence that it's being conducted in a fair way and that uh, players, coaches, referees, game officials are doing their best when they're also uh, financially part of the industry that makes money on people's bets. I know there's policing by, by the leagues. There's, there, there's scrutiny. Players get uh, educational talks in their dressing rooms and so on. But I have absolutely no confidence that they can stop the, uh, the match fixing uh, because uh, the evidence is that no matter how hard they try, uh, there's going to be manipulation. It gives me no 
confidence at all. I don't know that I've seen any evidence of match-fixing to this point yet, Bruce, but I will tell you that last night I watched the Canucks play the Colorado Avalanche. As best they could, they lost. Uh, but the reason I was watching it specifically was be, because of this conversation you and I are having right now. I was going to pay attention to gambling ads and how many there were uh, in the course of a two-and-a-half-hour live hockey telecast, for example. And there are quite a few, uh, one of which says uh, the Vancouver Canucks are now official sports partners of playnow.com, which is the British Columbia Lottery Corporation's gambling platform. And they're very it's right there, right up front. They put it on those fake board ads that they have during the game. Uh, and, and so it's, it's as official as it gets. And it's obviously a partnership that has been arranged. That is correct. And getting back to the integrity issue... I have no evidence, uh, but uh, a Canadian political scientist, uh, Declan Hill, who studied uh, match-fixing in soccer and in tennis worldwide, uh, has reported on uh, a number of cases where uh, it's it's not the outcome of a game or a match that is fixed. It's the little things that um, that are available for for spot betting. Mm-hmm. When is the first penalty call? Right, right. How many red cards in the first half, and that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, he puts together quite an alarming case. Uh, and uh, you know the the Toronto Raptors basketball player uh, wrote uh, not so long ago, and it was reported in the Toronto Star that. Uh, in one game, he didn't score uh, his usual uh, tally in the first quarter, and he got a number of complaints on social media because people had bet that he would score more in the first quarter. Mm. So, so there's that kind of pressure on players, and um, and and you know, how do we know that the players who are actually part of this system? Are, are not in uh, involved in that. How do we know? I mean, the 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 Raptors uh, sell tickets right down to courtside. Sure. Some of the prominent people who sit along uh, courtside are well known to be big betters. Yep. Uh, during the timeouts, they wander over to the bench. They talk to the players and so on. I don't know whether or not there is knowledge there that they can use in their bets, uh, the players being unwitting about that. But as I say, there's no, it's all part of the same thing. And in terms of the integrity of sport, it raises tremendous red flags for me. Interesting. You know, and yet, at the same time, sports and betting has been a thing for, well, I guess you can go right back to the Roman Colosseum and the chariot races, and I'll bet you there's some serious wagering going on there. And for example, Bruce, my Buffalo... I agree with that, and and, and I, I don't think we can wipe out betting, but I think that the... The, the we can stop the ads the same way we no longer have ads for tobacco uh-huh. and some forms of alcohol. Bruce Kidd is on the line from Toronto. He's written a great piece in the Globe and Mail just a couple of days ago. Gambling is strangling the beauty of sports. And just one more quick quote here. What I worry about most is how television advertising is inculcating young Canadians into sports betting rather than nurturing an appreciation of sports through the beauty of skilled athletes playing at their best, the drama of a closely fought game, and the communal joy of being amidst fellow fans. 
fans. As Bruce Kidd, two-time member of the uh, Canadian Olympic Hall of Fame and author of this piece. Uh, Bruce, uh, we did open the phone lines, and uh, Terry wants to join the conversation. Terry, good morning. Yeah, I'm still recovering from 1978, so thanks for the music. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Great time. Um, okay, I'm a super big uh, hockey fan. I'm a Habs fan, but nowadays you don't want to tell people that much, um, the way they're playing. But uh, Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, no doubt, was an incredible hockey player, gifted, talented, great for the game, uh, just really did a great job promoting it, actually, you know, south of the border when he went to the Kings. Sure. Really popular. But was his wife, years ago, not involved in a gambling issue and a scandal? Mm-hmm. And you think that, you know, he would kind of avoid doing all this kind of thing after what happened to his family with that particular issue, so... Yeah, that's kind of a bit ironic for sure. All right, Ter- Terry, thanks for that. Bruce, do you recall those plays? Uh, Janet Jones, Wayne Gretzky's wife, was involved. This goes back a few years, uh, but it was and it was gambling on the Super Bowl. And it was a six-figure number, big, big uh, bet in the millions, I believe. Uh, she wasn't charged with any crime, but she was fronting bets for her husband. Uh, Phoenix Coyotes assistant, then assistant coach Rick Tockett, financed the two million deal. Was one of the allegations that investors were investigators were looking at. Do you recall? Call all of that? I don't recall all the details. I've seen uh, incomplete reports in the media recently, and there was a clip of Gretzky on the recent Fifth Estate uh, program about sports betting, uh, saying he's never bet and he would never bet again, uh, and using that clip to show the about face that he's he's uh, he's taken. Uh, it's it's tr- for for years for decades. Uh, sport, uh, the 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 professional leagues, the amateur leagues, have prohibited active players and coaches from making bets on sport. Yep. For the the obvious uh, uh, conflict of interest that you do not want to. I mean, it's a it's an issue of integrity, and so this about face by Gretzky and the leagues is very troubling. Uh, you know, and you get to Hockey Night in Canada broadcast, and today is Hockey Day in Canada. All seven teams are playing, mostly against each other. And during all of those broadcasts, there's going to be an interruption, and they're going to have some reporter at a desk looking terribly official and sports-like, and all they're going to do is talk about the odds on this game and the over-under and the spread and this, that. And this is now part of the broadcast. It's not even a commercial. It's part of the, of the coverage between periods. I'd like to stop that. I think it's really inappropriate. So uh, your concern is mostly about younger people, Bruce, and and the impressionable young people that uh, are so much uh, involved in sports. It's the love of their lives for so many young people, and yet you feel that this has a corrupting capability that's dangerous. Sterling, uh, public authorities all over the world where sports uh, betting advertising has gone in the direction of Canada's, uh, have have expressed these concerns, documented these concerns, researched these concerns for years. So uh, I first heard about this when I was on a Commonwealth-wide policy committee, and the Australian government leaders would regularly come to uh, complain about the way in which Sports betting ads in Australia were grooming young people to bet, and as a result of that, the mental health challenges they had to face and uh, provide care for uh, were, uh, were increasing dramatically. And I hear from public health workers in, 
in Canada now that it is also increasing among youth. Uh, the 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 um, the evidence that that teenagers learn habits from what they see on television. Uh, some teenagers uh, is pretty per, uh, per- persuasive. Mm-hmm. What they've done in Europe, because of that, uh, in many jurisdictions, is is uh, is limit television ads uh, for sports betting to uh, after uh, ten or eleven at night, uh, on the assumption that kids go to bed uh, before that, so they won't be exposed to to ads. Um, I think we are naive to just post these little small type disclaimers or or, or, or messages about betting responses right, yep. uh, on on the bottom uh, when the, the the you know the the, the big the, the big promotion is so persuasive. And yet, at the same time, you know, my Buffalo Bills are going to play the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend, Bruce, and I'm willing to bet you five bucks the Bills are going to take the game. That's as high as I ever go. Five bucks is my limit. But we've been doing this forever in a day uh, to, to a friendly wager between fans, and you see it at the at the game. Uh, it, it, so that that aspect of of sort of putting a little bit of an edge on uh, watching a sports contest has always been around. But this is a whole lot more than just a little edge, isn't it? It is, and I guess the question is how do we how do we moderate and regulate practices that certainly bring enjoyment and excitement to some people, but on the other hand cause considerable harm. And we've had this discussion around tobacco, mm-hmm. and we've had it most recently around uh, alcohol. Uh, and there's been a spate of conversations this week. You probably moderated some of them about the new. Uh, regulations around wine consumption. Right, yeah. The very, the very good uh, Vancouver-based Globe and Mail correspondent, Marsha Letterman, has a, an article this morning about cutting back on wine consumption. Right. I mean, uh, it's it's the same kind of thing. And and my view based... Uh, I, I, I'm not an expert, but I've been involved in the discussion for many years, is that uh, one way to minimize, not prevent, minimize the harm is to ban the ads and to certainly protect uh, children and youth who are very impressionable at that age from uh, being being encouraged to engage in the in the betting culture. Yeah, well, it's gone from nothing to absolute bombardment. And there's, there's there must be a happy medium. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And I think the happy medium is is no television ads. And I would also say that the the uh, the sports corporations that are directly involved uh, in sports should divest themselves from ownership of of betting companies, and players, coaches, managers, and referees should uh, be prohibited from uh, advertising and any kind of benefit from those. Um, from those companies. Interesting. Friends, it's a great read at theglobeandmail.com, written just a couple of days ago by our guest Bruce Kidd. The article is entitled Gambling is Strangling the Beauty of Sports. Uh, written by Bruce Kidd, Professor Emeritus Sports Policy at the University of Toronto and a member of the Canadian Olympic Hall of Fame. Bruce, great to have you back on the show. Terrific column. Uh, appreciate a double segment. Good luck with finishing the soup and we'll talk again. <laughs> Thanks, Sterling. Always good talking to you. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.